Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, what the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey no. There we are already, Thursday night in New Jersey. You and me, Steve Trevelis, hanging out till 11 o'clock, talking all things Jersey, because that's what we do at 1-800-283-101.5. It's uh, Taylor Ham, Taylor Swift Ham, Egg and Cheese Weekend here at New Jersey 101.5. We will not be playing Taylor Swift. We will be celebrating her three days at MetLife Stadium beginning tomorrow. And Kylie Moore's got a post coming up with a surprise for you. Uh, I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about Bruce Springsteen as well because uh, a couple of thoughts occurred to me uh, that I want to bring up. And I put a Twitter poll up. If you had your choice between Taylor Swift tickets or Bruce Springsteen tickets right now, which would you choose? And I want to start the show off going with that because it's kind of like with the length of the shows that Taylor Swift has been doing and the and the amount of love, the amount of momentum uh, that the world has for Taylor Swift right now, uh, she could be the next Bruce Springsteen. You know, Bruce with the reputation for the long concerts, you know, the best concerts. And Bruce is 73 years old. He's touring the world. Uh, he was in Rome this week. And my cousins who couldn't uh, couldn't get tickets in New Jersey, well, they got jerked around so much trying to get tickets in New Jersey that they finally said, screw it. And they actually got tickets in uh, Rome at Circus Maximus and ended up making a vacation out of it for a week which cost about the same as if they'd gone to MetLife Stadium at $1,500 a ticket. And that's what was happening to some of the people who called into the queues and all that. So I want to throw two things at you right now. Um, 1-800-283-101.5. And the first one being, if you had your choice between Taylor Swift tickets or Bruce Springsteen tickets right now, somebody walks in and says, you got, what would you rather have? We're not giving them away. I'm just saying, if someone, you know, what would you rather have? Which would you choose? And we're not talking about Bruce from the 70s, Bruce back in the day, Bruce when uh, when he was Bruce. Bruce right now. And there's a lot of love for Bruce Springsteen right now. You know, it's a different kind of show. He's a little older. I put a Twitter poll up. And on the Twitter poll, it's really close. 54.5% say Bruce. 45% say uh, Taylor Swift. So there's that. And uh, tell me, you know, tell me why you would make that choice. You know, with Bruce, you're seeing you're seeing a very long library of music. You're seeing a legend, of course, with Taylor Swift. You know, you're seeing not as long a library and you're seeing a modern day legend and you're seeing right now. As much as Bruce wants to stay relevant and he pretty much does everything possible to make that happen. But if you had the choice, who would you go see? Right? There are four tickets on the table. You could pick any two. The other thing I want to ask you, 
is based on my cousins, uh, Don Spagnola, Marilyn Trevelis, Paula Trevelis, and uh, Joanne Lienza, who uh, went to Rome to see Bruce. Because it was actually cheaper and easier than doing it here in New Jersey. What is the farthest you ever went to see a concert? How far did you go? How far would you go? You know, a lot of times um, when I'm planning vacation or going someplace or traveling, you know, to different parts of the country, I always look to see, is there a game going on out there that I should get tickets for? Is there a concert going on out there that I should get tickets for? What, or is it just for the actual love of the performer? I want to go. I, I am such a devoted deadhead that I want to go see the dead all over the country. I want to go see them someplace else. So uh, my cousins went to see Bruce in Rome. I want to know, what's the furthest you've ever gone to see a concert? To see someone that you loved perform? Because that's true fandom. Carol's in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Carol. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? I am doing great. I would have to say Taylor Swift tickets because, honestly, I don't want to see either one, but I could probably resell those for a lot more money right now than I could for Springsteen. You really think you could get more for Taylor Swift tickets than Bruce tickets? I think I probably could if I got them today. If you got them right now, today? Yeah. All right. Now, are you a Taylor Swift fan, or this is just totally objective? Mm -hmm. We're talking money now and nothing else. Uh, We're talking money because (laughs) I'm not a fan of either, so I'm thinking if I got the opportunity to get one or the other today, it would be great to go into Memorial Day weekend with a lot of Money from Taylor Swift tickets. All right, so I'm putting you down for Taylor Swift. Now, what's the farthest you've ever gone to see a show? Um, not really. I'm a Madison Square Garden girl, so I would have to say probably a sporting event would be Cincinnati, but that's about as far as I would go. Who did you see in Cincinnati? Oh, uh, the Reds, the Big Red Machine. You saw the big with, with Pete Rose, them Johnny Bench, that Big Red Machine. Uh, yep, very very long time ago. Yep. That was the last time they were relevant, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was when. Yeah, that was when they were the big red machine. How about that? All right, Carol, I'm putting you down for Taylor Swift. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. John is in Freehold on New Jersey one zero one point five. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm good. You? I'm doing well. I'm actually driving back home to Freehold. Okay, driving back home to the land where Bruce was born. And whose tickets would you want? I would take Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, okay. The reason being is a couple months ago there was this whole thing about, you know, pricing and dynamic pricing. And pricing, you know, it's no problem that pricing goes up at a moment's notice, which led to the whole Taylor Swift Ticketmaster thing. Right. Bruce said he was in favor of that. He didn't care if the tickets went up into the thousands of dollars, and that just turned me off immediately. And I've seen him 12 times, at least in my lifetime. I grew up in the 70s as a kid. I worshipped him. Mm-hmm. I still love his music. But when he said that, he had no problem with tickets going, a face value ticket for like $150 going up into the thousands. It just completely turned me off from him. You know, I remember, and the quote was something like, uh, my band is like in their 70s now, and why shouldn't they see some of this money that the scalpers are getting? And I'm like, well, come on, dude. It's like they want an allowance. 
know. <laughs> but I, I totally get where you're coming from. But he has a point that, you know, the idea, what they were trying to do with dynamic pricing was kind of take the money that was going to the scalpers. But it's, it's, it's when, whether the scalpers do it or you do it, it's still wrong. You know what I mean? It, it is. It is. But is the money really, like, all right, so these ticket prices are going up into the thousands. It's still going in their pocket. And I got to assume some of it's going into the scalper's pocket still. Exactly. And you know what? If he's all about the work, the work, the working man, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. You know, the working man right. can't afford that. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Linda, we got Donna, we got people calling in. If you had your choice between Taylor Swift tickets or Bruce Springsteen tickets right now, which would you choose? I got the Twitter poll up. Follow me, Real Steve Trev. And uh, my cousins, they went to see Bruce in Rome. What's the farthest you've ever gone to see a show? Uh, you ready to downsize? Want to sell your home fast? Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. buyers lined up can get your home sold fast for more money than you thought possible. After Suzanne's husband died, she decided to sell her mountainside home. With the help of Rob and his team and their top-tier marketing strategies, she had 51 showings, multiple offers, and just 11 days, selling the home at $500,000, which was $25,000 over the list price, enabling Suzanne to move on. Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com or Google robsellsnj and then you start back... 101.5. This summer, take a shortcation. New Jersey 101.5 giving you a free Jersey shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. This is the last week you could win a free shortcation. Good luck from New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevely. So uh, Taylor Swift is here. Uh, she's going to be at MetLife Stadium next couple of di- days. There will be no tailgating. Uh, uh, uh. We're doing everything possible because Governor Murphy ties the police hands when it comes to drinking and partying and having fun. So now we, uh, we're we going to stop the drinking. We're going to send kids in at 10 o'clock at night. We're going to do everything possible to, uh, to avoid having any fun in New Jersey. Uh, but if you had your choice between Taylor Swift tickets or Bruce Springsteen tickets, both are touring right now, which tickets would you want? And I'm talking about right now. I'm not saying you get to see either in their vintage day, either at their best. Right now, you've got Taylor Swift tickets on the table. You've got Bruce tickets on the table. You could take whichever one you want. I got a Twitter poll up, and uh, I got like 100 votes on it already. And the question being, if you had your choice between Taylor Swift or Bruce Springsteen tickets, which would you choose? Well, get this. 53.5% say Bruce. 46.5% say Taylor Swift. How about that? Linda is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Linda. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. What are you uh, thinking? I'm I'm very disappointed in both of them. Why? Um, ticket ticket prices are out of reach for the average person in New Jersey. I've right. seen both Bruce. I've seen Taylor. I, in fact, I took my older granddaughter to see Taylor 
a few years ago. Right. No problem. This year, what went on was such a debacle. It's a disgrace. Like, I just wanted to take my granddaughter to have a good time, my younger granddaughter. Right. And I can't, the tickets are over like $2,000. Um, I even contacted someone locally who's supposed to be like a ticket person, you know, reputable guy. Right. And he's telling me, well, go to Philadelphia. I don't want to go to Philadelphia. I live in New Jersey. I know MetLife. Why do we have to go to Philly? But, even yeah, but he's not. He's, he's trying to look out for you. I understand. I know people in the ticket business and they say the same thing. Dude, we, we, this is more than we would ask for. But the ticket prices were still out of range. Yeah. And additionally, he told me, just make it two. So when I took my older granddaughter, it was myself, my daughter, my granddaughter. Now, right. this is my younger granddaughter. I wanted to take myself, my daughter-in-law, and my granddaughter. Right. He's saying, just do two. What is, the, what is the point? It's like, are we going to have a good time, enjoy the music, enjoy the evening, make it an event? Or we have to, like, now, even even in this, in this arena, we have to, like, cut back on what we can do and who we can take? Well, it depends on what we can afford. And, and that's the thing. And well, also what they're yeah. able to get. You know, maybe they couldn't get four tickets. Maybe they can only get two tickets. But think about this. I agree with you. I understand where you're coming from. If you can take a trip to Rome, mm-hmm. Bruce, but you cannot do it in your own state of New Jersey, come on. Something is very, very wrong here. That's not fair. It's not fair to the average person. The average person looking to buy, you know, an, an evening of entertainment, you need to make a vacation to Rome so it's affordable? Come on. <laughs> it's like, no, I get what you're saying. And coming up, my cousin Donna, who went to Rome and actually did that, because that's where we are right now. Suddenly, the 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 ticket business is now competing with the vacation business. What is the farthest you ever went to see a concert? 1-800-283-101.5. Given the choice, Springsteen tickets or Taylor Swift tickets. Where are we going? Cheryl's in Philadelphia on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, how are you? Good, how about you? I'm great. First time calling you. I love your show. Well, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I love you too. What are you thinking? Um, I have seen Bruce um, in the past, right before the Spectrum uh, was demolished. Right. And the show was mediocre at best. Um, oh, you saw that show. I saw. I was there. I saw that show, too. Well, it was like the second to last show, and I, I didn't know what, half the songs, and then he goes on rants, political rants. Like, I'm not going to a show to hear political views. Do you know what I mean? Not at these prices. Have, right, exactly. Mm. And um, Taylor Swift, I mean, she's a little bit more with the times. She, her, It's a good, clean concert. You know what I mean? Like, she's not all about her view she just wants people to have fun like i just like her i've never seen her in concert but i know some friends that have right i don't know she's like you said the next bruce in a way yeah it's she's kind of taking the baton when you hear about what's going on with the taylor swift concerts and what went on with the bruce springsteen concerts what's the farthest you ever went to see a show um i went to amsterdam to see uh the dave matthews band really yeah all right did you like it I did. I did. I mean, I partook in some, you Did know. you get high? <laughs> I did. We can do that in Jersey now, you know, Cheryl. I know. I do know that. But there's better chocolate over there, right? 
Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of a lot of places to get whatever you need. And tulips. <laughs> oh my God, it's gorgeous there. It's actually yeah. a very very nice city. There you go. They got the tulips. They got the chocolate. But we got Taylor Swift ham, egg, and cheese sandwiches. Cheryl, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Your choice. Taylor Swift tickets, Bruce Springsteen tickets. Where are we going? I've never seen the boss, so I'd have to go with Bruce tickets. Oh, you've seen Taylor Swift. I haven't seen Taylor Swift, but if, you know, I definitely lean more towards Bruce's. Bruce's (laughs) music speaks to me a little bit more than, you know, um, breakups in your early 20s. Okay. So, yeah. Well, 20 years ago. <laughs> 7.30. Are insane. Weather also brought you by the New Jersey Division of Elections. Uh, New Jersey citizens ages 16 or over, your community needs you to serve as a poll worker, not poll dancer, poll worker. Earn twenty one forty three per hour on in-person early voting days and $300 on Election Day, June 6th. Apply at pollworker.nj.gov. As a girl, could have been a pole dancer, but that's a whole other story. Uh, so, so, uh, my cousins decide that, uh, it's just way too much money to spend to see Bruce Springsteen in New Jersey. And it's actually cheaper to see Bruce Springsteen in Rome. So, uh, my cousin, uh, Marilyn Trevelis and Paula Trevelis and, uh, Joanne Alienza, my cousin Donna Spagnola all, uh, decide they're going to go to Italy for a week and see Rome. And Donna's on the show right now. What's up, kiddo? Hey, Steve. How are you? All right. So now, how did this happen? So, like, uh, t- tell me the story. It's on NJ1015.com. How did you end up going to Rome to see Bruce? Okay. So this is what happened. Me and Marilyn decide, let's go see Bruce. Right. We get, she gets the, you know, you have to get um, online in the queue to get tickets. You have to be picked to get tickets. You have to be a number one fan. They send you an email a day before, a message that hour before. So anyway, she gets on the queue. The tickets are three hundred. No problem. We're going to pay three hundred for it. Right. They get she gets kicked out of the queue. Gets back on the queue. The same tickets are now six hundred dollars. Same tickets, six hundred. Yep. She gets back onto the queue because she got kicked off again. It was like a, a scam. Right. Then it was twelve hundred. Then it was <sighs> fifteen hundred. So we said, forget it. They said, we go. He's going to Rome. Let's try Ticketron in Rome. Right. And. We went on Ticketron. It was only hundred dollars for the seats. That's it. So you ended up getting on. You ended <laughs> up getting on Ticketron in Rome for a hundred bucks, and instead of spending fifteen hundred dollars to see Bruce, where here in New Jersey? Here, yeah, at MetLife. At MetLife, instead of spending fifteen hundred to see him in MetLife, you spend a hundred to see him in Rome, and then you make a vacation out of it, right? So, what was the hotel cost? The hotel cost for the week was about nine hundred. All right, so that's for the week. All right, so there's nine hundred. So now you got a thousand. And uh, what was the hotel? The ho- the hotel was the airfare was sixteen hundred. The hotel was nine hundred. That was for a week. Okay. So uh, what did you end up spending? Like three thousand. About three thousand. Yeah. And you got a week in Rome, and you saw the same show you would have saw in Jersey. And we got to see the Pope too, so it was. It was and great. you got the you you you, you got you, you got blessed by the Pope and uh, rocked the by the boss. Sunday morning and rocked by the boss Sunday night. Yeah. How was the show? The, sh- the show was awesome. It was it was awesome. Yeah. It was crazy. People from all over the world. They don't even speak English, and they knew all his songs. 
Now, how was it like being in, in Circus Maximus compared to being in MetLife? Like when they, the way they treat you and all that, how, how was the difference? Oh, no, no. It, it, it's, it's Italy's different. They're very friendly. It, it was no problem <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and, and how was the food? Very organized. Oh, the food was awesome. You know yeah. that. Yeah, of course, right. Very organized. I mean, your name's on your ticket. You can't sell your ticket. Mm. You, when, you, when you get a ticket from Ticketron there, your name's on your ticket, and you have to show your passport with your ticket to get in. Now, do they love Bruce the same in Italy as they do here in Jersey, or is it just like he's another guy out there? No, they do. It was amazing to see it. Yeah. Everybody doing this. It was, it was like being in New Jersey. And they don't understand English. And some of them don't understand English. How about that? People from Ireland, Spain. I mean, really, nobody can really talk English, but they loved his music. They were dancing, singing, fist pumping. And you've got a memory, right? You're going you're gonna to tell this story the rest of your life, more so than you would ever tell the MetLife story. Well, this is for Marilyn's birthday and my 50th time seeing him. Right. 50th time seeing Bruce. So you saw him even before he would pontificate and tell his political views <laughs> from the stage. We were yes. <laughs> when he just wanted to play music on the stage. You go all the way back to those days. Yes. So this is my 50th show. So I said, what a way to do it in Rome. If I don't see him again because I can't afford it in New Jersey, uh -huh. I saw him good. All right. Now, given the choice, you would take Bruce over Taylor Swift. Oh, absolutely. Is this the farthest you ever went to see a show? That is the farthest I ever went, yes. And I would do it again. All right, kiddo. Do it again. We'll absolutely. talk soon. Thanks for calling. All right, Steve. Okay. Yeah, love you. Good night. Bye. Take care. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. I want to know, like, where, what's the farthest you ever went to see a show? But think about this. To It's actually easier to go see Bruce Springsteen in Rome and make a week out of it. When you're spending $1,500 for a ticket, and that's what they're asking with these dynamic prices in some cases, why not? I mean, why spend the money? Why why do it to go to MetLife Stadium when you could just as easily do it to uh, go someplace else? So what's the farthest you ever traveled to see a show? 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, again, if you had your choice between Taylor Swift tickets or Bruce Springsteen tickets right now, which would you choose and why? You know, I got a Twitter poll up and I got 119 votes and it's really weird. 52.9%. This is in New Jersey. Taylor Swift is coming this weekend, but this is in New Jersey. We've got 52.9% for Bruce Springsteen. We've got 47.1% for Taylor Swift. So, I mean, uh, that is really, really close. And you got to figure, Bruce, you know, Taylor Swift is going to, I guess, if she hasn't already inherited the baton from Bruce Springsteen as far as great concerts go. So I want to hear your opinions. 1-800-283-101.5. Now, here's the thing. You have your choice of tickets right now. And you see Taylor Swift, who's, who's the present, who's right now, who's all about having a good time. We've heard the stories of Taylor Swift. We heard about how concerts were getting rained out, people in the rain for four hours. She ups that by going out and putting on a four-and-a-half-hour show. We see the love Taylor Swift has for her fans. Now, you can't uh, hold the pricing of the system against either one of them because it's not their system. They're just in it. Uh, I don't know what they could do to get out of it, but despite that, and the other thing, too, is, you know, what gets me about this is the fact that at least they realize that if you're spending that much money 
they're going to go extra harder to give you that much show. So 1-800-283-101.5. Your choice. Give me a call. Would you rather see Bruce Springsteen or Taylor Swift? Your choice of tickets. We're not giving them away. I'm just, you know, making the argument here. And what is the farthest you've ever gone? The farthest you've ever traveled to see a concert or a game? Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription is needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic. Pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. It's Memorial Day week. New Jersey 101.5 is throwing it back with the hottest summer hits of the 80s. Starting tomorrow night, it's all 80s hits back-to-back all weekend long. That's thanks to our sponsor, Parks Casino, with the closest live table games. Exit 6 off the New Jersey Turnpike. Must be 21. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLING. This Memorial Day weekend, the hottest summer hits of the 80s are on New Jersey 101.5. So um, you ever see those commercials or the movies or the sitcoms where you got the out-of-touch dad and he's trying to uh, relate to the kids, you know? Well, this is what happens when a governor tries to do it. In New Jersey, we have a reputation for a great war between Taylor Ham and Pork Roll. Usually, we let you call it what you want, but since we have a superstar coming to town... We know all too well that we should commemorate the occasion. So today, we are declaring the official state sandwich of New Jersey a Taylor Swift ham, egg, and cheese. Welcome to New Jersey, Taylor. We've been waiting for you, and it would have been a cruel summer without you. I see what you did there. I see what you did there, a cruel. He sounds like Al Bundy. I'm telling you, he sounds like, Peg, 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 I won the election. You haven't had an election in years, Al. Is that what I mean, Peg? Is that what I mean? All right. Uh, Taylor Swift tickets, Bruce Springsteen tickets, your choice. What would it be? And what is the farthest you have ever traveled to see a concert? My cousins went to Rome to see Bruce. Because it's about as much as they would have spent that they gone to MetLife to see Bruce. Peter is in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. That commercial is good. I like it. Are you kidding? Good He's drink. so wooden. He's so... I mean, it would be good if he was natural. If he was like... Happy, is they, they got, oh, come on, man. This is like Spin City, Michael J. Fox. All right, Governor. Here's what we're going to do, Mr. Mayor. We're going to put you on a T-shirt, and we're going to have you there sounding like you are one of the gang. You are Maybe with he's it. He's a Swifty. He's a Swifty. I, I don't oh, think... He, yeah, he's a Swifty, but not the way you mean it. <laughs> <laughs> the furthest I've gone is San Francisco. Okay, and what did you Phillies? do in San Francisco? See the Phillies? Against oh, the what Giants. a waste of money. We're, my brother invited me to go with his wife and daughter, and I took right. mom and dad. Right. See, um, it was the uh, bar. 
lawyer convention. The bar lawyer convention. Oh, where all the lawyers go drink? The lawyer convention, the American bar. Well, we went to see Pietro Zinzani perform. Pietro Zinzani performed? Yes. Now, that's worth crossing the country. What does he do? $3,000 just for that. Three thousand. You know what? For $3,000, you could have gotten like half a Bruce Springsteen ticket. True. But we also went to the the theater. It was excellent. Helen Thomas was there. Well, that's not bad. And uh, we, I went to see the Phillies against uh, the Giants. Pat Burrow hit a home win? run in the 10th inning. They yeah. won. Well, that's good. I'm leaving the game after the home run, and one guy says, you can't leave now. I said, oh, yes, I can. I'll be back, which was a lie. Right. Because Giant fans and Philly fans do not get along. Giant fans and no other fan. Remember they killed that? They, they, they didn't kill. They beat that Dodger fan badly. Correct. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trust them at all. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All Jersey, all the time. Oh, my gosh. You guys are the best. New Jersey 101.5. Are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelis. Talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight, because that's what we do. I uh, put up the old Twitter poll asking, if you had the choice, would you rather have Bruce Springsteen tickets or Taylor Swift tickets? And I'm telling you, it's close. 145 votes, 53.1% saying Bruce, 46.9% saying uh, Taylor Swift. And uh, given the choice, which would you rather have? Uh, a lot of people saying, you know what? The tickets are so expensive. But now uh, there's actually legislation being proposed called the Boss and Swift Act, specifically taking on issues such as hidden fees, buyer protection, speculative tickets. Because it's at the point now where buying a concert ticket is uh, is kind of like planning a vacation. And it got so bad that before my cousins decided, you know what? With what we want to spend for these tickets, $1,500 a ticket to see Bruce in Medlife, screw it. We'll go on vacation. They went to Rome for a week. So I'm there. $100 a ticket there. Uh, but that's uh, that's a good thing that uh, hopefully something will be done because it really is out of control. And, you know, you can't blame the performer uh, because it's part of the system. I don't know what the performers can do. Uh, except just, you know, take it out of the hands of the agency and just sell the tickets themselves. Hire their own people, book their own venues, sell their own tickets. Right? Why can't that be done? But that's not the way we do things here. Okay, well, then we got to deal with this. And the idea of, well, the scalpers are making money, so why shouldn't the performer make money? That's just a lame excuse to me. Uh, but what I want to talk about this hour, I don't know if you've ever done this. You know, we talk about the longest commutes to work and how many hours you spend in your car back and forth and all. This is the weekend and the weather's going to be great, uh, better than we thought. It's on NJ1015.com as long as, as well as my article on the great food trucks, as well as my cousin's uh, vacation in Rome with all the pictures of Bruce and the sights of Rome and the Pope and all that. But uh, what is your longest commute to the shore? Where do you live and what shore do you go to and how long does it take you to get there? And is there a good time to go? Because like we have a beach house in Seattle City and we live far away from Seattle City. Uh, you would think that where we live, 
we would have a beach house somewhere like Seaside Heights, Ortley Beach. When I was a kid in Union City, we went to Ortley Beach, and that's where we got our house. So the address was 20, was the house number, 5th Avenue, right down a block from Joey Harris and the Surf Club, which is no longer there. Uh, but every year we would rent that same house. It was a ginormous house with another family to Provenzano's, and it was great. Uh, but it would take about over an hour to get there. It takes us about 90 minutes to get to Seattle City. And when is the best time to leave? You know, that's the other thing. Because my, my wife and I was like, okay, you want to go Friday? Do you go Friday night? Do you want to beat the traffic then? Do you go Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock to beat the traffic then? Uh, if you go Saturday morning, oh, my God, don't go Saturday morning. Everybody's going to go Saturday morning. When I worked at Shadow Traffic, you know, we would do short traffic reports. And they were a nightmare. So 1-800-283-101.5. Are you going to the shore? How long is your commute to the shore? How much time do you expect to be sitting in traffic? Or like, what's the best time to leave? Is there a good time anymore? You know, uh, you don't want to go like during rush hour, I guess, or you would. Uh, is, did you go late at night to avoid the traffic? Does the traffic freak you out? How long is your short commute? Where are you coming from? Where are you going? And how long does it take you to get there? And I'd also love to know, as would, as would the class, if you have discovered any back roads, if you have found, well, this is where I normally go. Uh, my wife has a few. You know, especially if you're in South Jersey and you're crossing to Seattle. You know, Seattle City, Avalon, Ocean City, that's all south of Atlantic City. That's more like the Philadelphia Metro. That's more like the South Jersey Metro. North Jersey, the shore would be, of course, Asbury Park down to about Seaside Heights. Then, of course, you got Long Beach Island. But, you know, when you plan to go to the shore, how long does it take you to get there? How much time do you plan in your day to go? Is it a couple hours? Is it like between, say, around 90 minutes to get there? 1-800-283-101.5. It's, uh, do you know any shortcuts? You know, you pack the lunch. Is it kind of like you just expect, all right, I'm going to get screwed here. I'm going to spend the day, like, like airport travel, driving down the shore. Or is it like, you know what? I zip in, I zip out, I know when to go. Bob is in Ringo's on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Bob. Hey, Steve, it's Bob from Ringo's. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How you doing? Pretty good. So right now, I'm uh, just about to hit the causeway for LBI. I uh, leave Ringo's and I go to Beach Haven, and it's a two-hour trip. Uh, I had no traffic uh we take 95, 295, and then 539. There was a motorcycle accident. Say a prayer for this guy that's uh, laying on the side of the road there with the Robert Wood Johnson uh, oh my God. squads. But you're like ways, Bob. Huh? I said, you're like ways. <laughs> you're giving really good traffic reports right now. Yeah, we will. We will pray for him. But I've had a place for uh, since 1999. And. Uh -huh. uh, I've seen where nowadays people are going to actually with people work from home and stuff. You know, it's not so crazy. It's it's, uh, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays, people are going to the beach and Friday nights isn't that bad. No. Oh, really? Yeah. no. But honestly. it's still two hours. I mean, you're spending two hours when it's not that bad. 
Now, see here, Monday's going to be uh, Memorial Day. Right. I'm leaving 11 o'clock in the morning. You know, otherwise, it's going to take three, four hours to get home. Yeah. So that's the, you got you got to do that. All right, Bob. Let's go to Tom in Normandy Beach on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, I used to work at the Javits Center, and we could we would have a show that would let out Memorial Day Friday, and I would have to I would, my back way to get down to Point Pleasant, Normandy Beach area would be I would take the Turnpike to Exit Nine. Right. Get on the Route 18, and then get on to 34. That was like the best I could do, just so I could keep moving. How long would it take you to get there? You know what? On a bad weekend, it would be an hour and forty-five minutes, which oh, really man. is not that bad. You got to really pace yourself, because you know what? When you normally drive into work, like an hour to work drives you nuts. You're spending an hour and forty-five minutes to get to the beach, and you know what? When you get out of that car at the beach, how worth it is it for you? Uh, it is because it was fresh air to breathe. Uh huh. Was and you, you feel better. I mean, that's the one thing you feel better the closer you get there. But that is a long ride, especially when you're coming out of the Javits Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to deal with the Lincoln Tunnel to hear everything. I could tell you ten million spots that were horrible. Is there a good time when you come home? Um, I think like now the Friday is like the new. You can't even like leave. That early at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, it's brutal. Yeah. So, I think like a Thursday night. or We used to go to Sea Isle sometimes, and I would leave Saturday at 6 mm-hmm. at night, you know, to if you would rent in a house. Yeah, you, and that's the other thing. You're kind of, uh, you're at the mercy of the renters. Tom, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Because like Saturday morning, you know, you've got, uh, you, they come in at noon. So you know that is going to be a caravan going down there Saturday morning. And even a little bit afterwards. one 800 How long is your drive down the shore? And, uh, you know, when you get there, it's like basically how, let's go with that. How long is your drive down the shore? Here's Fast Traffic 101.5. Weather brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know the senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that can pay up to $22 a month for your medical care? See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. Steve Trevelis asking the musical question, how long is your drive to the shore? When is the best time to leave? What time do you leave? Where are you going? How do you deal with it? Maria is in Cedar Grove on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Maria. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. So it takes us one hour to go from Cedar Grove to Brick, and we leave Thursday night at 7 o'clock. When we used to drive down to Wildwood Crest, we would leave on Saturday morning at 5 o'clock in the morning and have pillows for the kids. Right. They would fall asleep. And then we would stop at shop right before we checked in. Wow. Wow. So like, an hour to get to Cedar Grove and from Cedar Grove is pretty good. Yeah, it is. To Brick? Yes. And we're like two blocks from Point Pleasant. So um, it just takes us an hour from door to door. And then you stop. At, you got to stop at the shop, right? That, that's part of the ritual. You <laughs> yes, stop at the yes. shop, right? And, and they don't have a lot of what you would have at the shop right home because that's the smaller shop, right? 
Right. The smaller overpriced shop right. <laughs> That's where you go, right? You got to stop there before you go in. And when you open the door to the house, it's got that heated that comes out that just hits you, right? Yeah. That, that, that's where it goes. And when you would go down to further down the shore, when you go to Wildwood, that's even longer. Yes. So we would leave at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. And, and On a Saturday of, morning. And those are the days before they made Benadryl, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, before, because... No, and before, and before they had the TVs for the kids. So that's why we they were still asleep in the back seat with uh, their pillows. And it, it, it was smooth sailing. Yeah, the better drill was for us, actually. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Maria, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Greg is in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. How about you? Good, good. We're heading down to Wildwood Crest. We, uh, we got right now? Have a beach well, no, we're heading down tomorrow. My son, Tommy, who's in the car with me. He gets out of school at around one thirty. We're going to leave around 2. And uh, it usually takes about an hour and a half, but I think it's going to take us probably closer to 2 or 2 and a half with the traffic we're going to hit. See, this is the thing. Like, Memorial Day weekend... That's like that. That's like uh, that's the get drunk weekend. Everybody can't wait to get down the shore, hit the bars. Uh, I used to own a coffee house in Seattle City, and I know because no one came to the coffee house. They all wanted to go get drunk. But that you know, and all day long, okay, what's the shore report? We leave it early. So is there really like a time that you can say this is the time to leave? That we won't hit the traffic. Everybody dreams of that time, but they keep leaving earlier and earlier, creating traffic. No. Yeah, I mean, everyone leaves earlier and earlier, you know. But we're going down. Can I just say one thing, Steve? Go ahead. We're going down to celebrate my wife Lori's 50th birthday. Oh, how about that? Saturday. How about that? She's so happy you just told the world she's 50 years old. That's so nice. <laughs> I'm sure she is. You're, you're celebrating your wife Lori's 30th birthday, Greg. She is a beautiful young 50. Absolutely. Is there anything else? Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andy's on the parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andy. Hey. How you doing? I just got off. Good. I just got off the parkway. We're going Long Beach Island. Right. Left uh, left at 4.30. Right. To try to catch the very end of the New York City commute. You've been on the parkway and, for four hours? Oh, no. I'm coming from New York. So I was on the throughway outside, right. of, outside of Saratoga. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, we have a place on Long Beach Island. So, right but, now, it's going to be, right now, it's going to be our first weekend coming down with all the lights on, on the island. So, it's got to take us even an extra. Nice. Isn't that every every corner. And you know what? The difference between commuting, you know, for anything else and commuting for the shore is that with each passing mile, you feel better. <laughs> right? Okay. With, with each? Yeah. No, no? Okay. When you're sitting there going, I don't want to go to the shore. <laughs> when I'm coming down, the people from the city are heading up to the mountains. So oh, my okay. ride down is okay. But as soon as I hit the city, right. my ride gets a little bit worse because I'm with everybody now going to the beach. Yeah, they're not going to the beach. They're just living life. You're going to the beach. Yeah, I'm going to the beach. You get the, you get the laugh at him and point as you drive. Though. That's pretty cool. Andy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jessica is on 539 Hell Road on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jessica. Jess, you there? 
Jessica. I'm talking to you. Yeah, are you Jessica? No, this is Cora. Oh, Cora, I'm sorry. Hi, Cora. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Can I call you Jessica? Well, sure. Okay. It's Cora, but her friends call her Jessica. So how long is your ride? One hour and 45 minutes. Oh, my God. And you're on 539. That is the worst. We take that to Sea Isle. It's one lane forever. Well, I kind of like it, but you got to do it off hours. When do you go? I mean, well, I'm driving there right now. Right. On the holiday weekend. Right. And I typically go Thursday evenings and, you know, off hours again. I don't do the, the regular Fridays, Monday. Where are you going? North Wildwood. Where are you coming from? Uh, Bordentown, Chesterfield area. Okay. Yeah, you are. You take the same road I do, right? You go through that light by 70, you make that right by 530, and it's all like one what? annoyingly, hypnotically slow lane. Again, it could be, unless you go at the right time. What time do you go? Well, it's usually uh, Thursday evening. Right. Or, you know, early in the morning, coming back on a Tuesday. All right. So you know, up. Tuesday morning or Thursday evening. That sounds good. Right. Of course, if, you, if, you're coming, if you're going down to shore Tuesday morning, you got to feel really good. Because like, you really feel like, you know, the world is going to work now. But, nah, I get to go to shore. How long does it take you to get down to shore? How, um, well, it depends. Typically, I when I go, I go to like Asbury Park. I don't go that far. Maybe right. like Belmar. So anywhere like 60, 90 minutes, like not too bad, That's depending bad. on traffic. Like if I'm going Sunday morning with or Saturday morning with everyone else, it'll take me forever. But you expect it to take long. You got to know, right? Yeah. There, there's no more good time. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't. I mean, what am I going to do? Like leaving at four in the morning? Throw my kids in the car when they're sleeping. <laughs> to be no traffic. Yes, it's like yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah. That's all that's left. <laughs> Eight thirty. These are insane. Weather also brought to you by College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving. Do you have old furniture laying around the house or a garage full of clutter? College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving. Haul the stuff you don't want. Move the stuff you do. Let tomorrow's leaders haul your junk today. Visit collegehunks.com. See that guy over there? He's a CEO. And now, I knew him when he moved my couch. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. How long uh, is your commute to the shore? Steve Trebleese. Gary is in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gary. Steve, how you doing? Good evening. Good evening, so, Gary. I'm in Colts Neck, but my farm's in Farmingdale, so I drove down today. And I had to go the back road. So, you know what it's like going on Route 9 at like 1230 in the afternoon with a bunch of trucks. Mm, and I'm going God. through Howell through Lakewood. It took me almost two hours to get to LBI. And nobody moves. Nope. It's horrible. And every car almost you see in Lakewood is all banged up. They, they are... It's the worst area to drive. I will never try to go there again that way. But unfortunately, I can't go on the parkway. Until I get down south of, of like that certain area there. So you're stuck with Lakewood. I'm stuck. Oh but God! Do not, people do not. I advise you do not go 
during that time. It's awful. Well, if you're going to drive you know, through Lakewood, what you do is you get like a tire fitted around your car. So this way, you, you go like the bumper cars so that you don't have to worry about, you know, your car will be unscathed as you drive through it. Yeah, uh, it, it absolutely sucks. And there's no, there's no good time that you can go. But it's brutal. Like, I, the cars are all banged up. It's I've I, I never seen anything like it. And they're all like Honda Odysseys or Toyota Sienna. I, I mean, it's like. And it's like, like they don't even let you go. Like you let one guy in, and they want like six cars to go ahead of you, and yeah. everybody's like in a rush to go nowhere, and they stand still. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get uh, you. It's, it's ridiculous, Gary. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. But the good thing about it is, at least when you get to Long Beach Island, you can forget about that. Richard is in Tom's River on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hey, Richard. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. How are you? All right, hanging in there. All right, how long is your short commute? 20 minutes to Seaside Heights. You live in Tom's River. You're at the shore. You are the shore. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you got it pretty good, right? So you only got to drive 20 minutes to get down the shore? Yeah, it's not too bad if you hit the parkway the right way. Now, you don't uh, you don't ever rent a house down the shore, right? You being so close. No. No, you just, uh, you know, you're just there. Just there. Like 20 minutes, I'm good. And where do you go when you normally go down the shore? Seaside, Point Pleasant. Nice. LBI. Now, LBI is a little longer for you. Yeah, usually like Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's not Jenkins. bad. You go to Jenkinson's? Yeah, Jenkinson's for them delicious cheesesteaks. Oh, they absolutely do. They got that buffet where they have everything. Whatever you're hungry for, you can find it at Jenkinson's. Richard, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. How long is your commute to the shore from wherever you are? How long does it take you to get to where you're going? Where do you start? Where do you finish? And what's the best time to leave or what are the back roads they used to be well you know uh like for instance this the summer rentals they would change over like around noon or maybe 11 o'clock in the morning so like on a saturday morning you know it's going to be horrendous then but then you get people leaving early on friday nights to come home uh so maybe somebody being in the house earlier you know, you'll see like all day long tomorrow. You're going to be seeing like a traffic reports. You're going to be hearing traffic reports, seeing them on television. You know, where they're going to be giving shore reports uh, from all times of the day so that people could get a jump start, so that people could leave early. How long does it take you to get down the shore? 1 800 283 101.5. Point A to point B. You know, the gas is going to be a little more now. They're talking an extra, you know, uh, four cents a gallon because they can do that because it's summertime. And here's the other thing. How do you feel about the fact that when you get down the shore, they've got all these curfews. So if you're a kid, you can't stay out past 10 o'clock at night in a lot of places. There's no drinking on the beach anymore, or the boardwalk. You know, they've put all these plans in place because the cops can't deal with kids anymore. Because their hands are tied. No cop, no fault to the police, but their hands are tied. So now you have a lot of towns that have passed ordinances, uh, like disturbing the peace or whatever, where they're able to find the kids so that they'll be able. They had to go create laws. We had laws where if you screwed up and the cop grabbed you, he could tell your parents. You can get busted. But we removed that. 
because we don't want to uh, and, uh, trample the civil rights of minors. And uh, because of, of God knows what, you know, all of a sudden we got a history lesson. But based on that, uh, now they had to come up with new laws so that the cops would be able to do their job. Like uh, they start breaking the peace or whatever, which is a fine and things like that. So how long is your commute from where you start to go down the shore? Now, where do you go down the shore? Where do you put your mic on? Where do you go down the shore? Um, so uh, recently, I've been going to the shore a lot around like the uh, Atlantic City area. Right. But uh, growing up, uh, we would always go down to Wildwood, and the hardest part was always sharing the back seat of the Honda Odyssey uh, with uh, my two brothers. You had to share the back seat of a Honda Odyssey. Yeah. Try sharing the back seat of a Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser that <laughs> faces the other way. Wait, that sounds like fun, though. Oh, yeah, right? No seatbelts. You sat, you faced the other cars coming at you, right? Yeah. So you're a kid, so what do you think the kids are doing? They're giving the finger to the drivers <laughs> behind them. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're making fun of them and everything, and then you get the guy. Now, you're uncomfortable. You're the guy behind. You're driving the car. Like driving the car behind the school bus. You ever drive a car behind a school bus? Oh, I hate that. And all the kids, hey, <laughs> hey, you wave back. Next thing you know, they're giving you the finger. They're giving you the Italian salute. Like, what the hell I do? Yeah, I, I always find I have to do, like, the most uncomfortable, not, like, the most uncomfortable, but, like, something will happen whenever I'm behind, like, a bus. Like, I'll need, like, something will drop. I'll need to, like, do something a- in my car whenever there's, like, the worst possible time. Exactly. Especially behind a bus. So when you're going down the shore, so how long is the ride? The ride, well, from Hunterdon County down to Wildwood. Uh, if That's a long-ass ride. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was like, two and a half hours. I mean, wow. it, during the peak season, probably three hours. Um, it always it, it always felt even longer. Like I said, because you're in the Honda. Did you have the DVD in front of you? Did you go watch the movie? So what's funny is we used to have that, but then only one bad movie. Well, we had Harry. We had the Harry Potter movies, but whenever we would use this, like the whatever third party uh, DVD system we had in the car, it would interfere with the radio. Which ironically, my parents were listening to this station, trying to figure out how to get down to the shore. So Harry Potter wanted to pump his own gas. That's basically what we're doing here. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a call. How long is your commute to the shore? Where are you coming from? Where are you going? What is the best time that you leave? Spring is finally here. You are back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy a life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather's brought to you by Fantasy Island Amusement Park. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend at Fantasy Island Amusement Park in Beach Haven uh, on Long Beach Island. Outdoor rides, boardwalk games, and the arcade are open this Friday through Monday. Enjoy unlimited rides on Monday for just $30 per rider. For hours and info, visit FantasyLBI.com. Steve Trevelis. 
All right, I'm talking about uh, a lot of TV series are going to be closing this weekend. A lot of TV series are going to be closing this year. Uh, among them, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Damian Muziani uh, is in it. So he's coming in later. We'll talk about TV series finales. Jason Pollock is going to be a catch a rising star. Uh, so why don't you think about the, the shows that you miss, the shows that you're going to miss, your favorite TV series finales. But right now, The Shore Commute. I mean... The idea of going down the shore to get drunk, well, now well, you can't drink on the boardwalk, you can't drink on the beach. And uh, if you're over, if you're under 18, you got to be home by 10 o'clock at night. Uh, these are the laws that we're stuck with now in New Jersey since uh, the police hands are tied. But 1-800-283-101.5, how long is your commute to the shore? And when is the best time that you leave? Frank is in Jersey City on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Frank. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? you know, good, good. Uh, I'm actually doing a, a little reverse commute going into Jersey City now. But uh, Yeah, it, the commute from Jersey City down to the shore, when we decide to leave, it's usually like two hours. Where do you go? You know, where, uh, I like to go to, uh, I like the Wildwood, actually. Wow, um, that's why it's three hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind going to the Belmar, but it gets too crowded. I think a Wildwood's not crowded. Not. It's a different kind of crowd. I know. I know. Honestly, it's a two different, two different climates, and and that's what makes the difference. That extra forty-five minute commute makes a better day. It's more than forty-five minutes. A lot. Come on, Belmar well, yeah, to Wildwood's like more well, about ninety additional. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I go because when I my son, here's what we do. Um, we I take two weeks off every year. One week we do the North Jersey Shore. We do Point Pleasant, and we do Asbury, and we do uh, Seaside. Because like Point Pleasant, when you're a kid, that's the kid boardwalk, the kiddie rides, and all that, right? Then uh, yeah. Seaside, you're a teenager. That's where you go get drunk, and you have Jersey Shore and all that, right? <laughs> they they think they invented that crap. We had it long before they did. And uh, yeah, yeah, they were the first people to get drunk and lay it down the shore. No one ever no no one ever thought of that before they did, right? And uh, then then when you get older, you go to the Asbury Park boardwalk because that, that's like the South Street of boardwalk. That's the hippest boardwalk. That's where, like, the cool people are. But that's North Jersey. And then the second week, we go South Jersey. And that's where you go like Ocean City, Sea Isle City, uh, Wildwood, the pilgrimage. And it it is. Like, when we would, we would go to Ortley Beach. And when I lived in Union City, and, you know, Ortley Beach was one thing, but if we were going to Wildwood, that was like going to Florida. That was like a big yeah. step. Wow, we're going to Wildwood. Ha, ha, ha. I know what yeah, you're talking I about. I agree. Yeah, typically it's always more than a day. Like we end up spending overnight just to make it worth its while. You know? yeah. Now, where do you stay in Wildwood or do you find one of those local like Stone Harbor, yeah, Avalon we'll, kind of we'll, towns? We'll, yeah, we'll try to get like the bed and breakfast yeah. right outside, you know, just to cut the cut the traffic. Like the, it, For some reason, if you get into the heart of Wildwood on the wrong night, right. it's a loud night. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Did you ever uh, go the extra 45 minutes or extra 20 minutes and go to Cape May? Uh, once or twice. Yeah, that, that's, that's more of an excursion for us. Though. We'd have to, yeah. like, pack everything up, and we're, we're going to make a more than a weekend out of it. Yeah, Cape May, Cape May is great. You go to Sunset Beach, and you sit there with yeah. your phone waiting to film the sunset for about two hours. And as soon as you put your phone down, it goes. 
Yep, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you put the phone down, the sun is like the sun is like you and the sun are playing a waiting game. You know, you got that glare in your eye and the sun has that glare right back at you. And the minute you put that camera down <laughs> and there you are. Well, there you are, standing five feet from the men's room, holding it in, waiting for the freaking sun to go down. And it won't. That's not good. Right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Love our contests? Sign up for contest alerts on our New Jersey 101.5 app. Once that's locked in, get ready to win. I'll get you through the night. Yes, it is. I'll get you through tonight. i get you through tonight. Steve Trevelyse. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. That is John Lennon's only number one record. And it was done while he was living with May Pang, who Yoko set him up with. Go figure. And uh, the whole story's on NJ1015.com because uh, I had my last weekend with May Pang. She was in New Hope selling uh, John Lennon pictures. Lennon said to her, you could sell, you could take as many pictures as you want. And now she uh, sells the pictures. And she's got a picture of John Lennon signing the paper that broke up the Beatles. All kinds of great shots. And um, a good time was had by you all. And uh, it's always good when my friend Damien Muziani comes to visit and uh, Damien, uh, he won his second Gold Telly Award for Best Online Series, uh, Hindsight Tonight with Damien Muziani. And uh, this is the last uh, episode of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is dropping tonight. And uh, Damien's in it. Because every time Damien gets in a show, he was in the season finale of Blue Bloods. I worry that you're here. I think I'm going to get canceled when I walk out. When you show up, you're like the Grim Reaper of television. When you show up for a show, that's it. So tell me, man. Good to see you. How are you? It's good to see you, too. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I, I was wondering, like, uh, me and uh, Jason Pollock, who uh, I think he's en route, we were having a bet. How many seconds before Steve brings up Blue Bloods from four, four years Blue, ago? I thought Blue Bloods, <laughs> right? You walked in with uh, Donnie Wahlberg. That's right. That's right. The season finale. But I'm in a series finale this time. Yeah. So you're right. When you like come on Reaper. now, we don't ever do the show again. The show's <laughs> over. Yeah, that's right. They turn out the lights when I come on. And you get to beat Alex Borstein with a stick. <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing is, I signed an NDA, but the show just premiered. It just, uh, it's on. It's, it's on. It's, it's on Amazon Prime. Well, we're not right going to give anything away because no, no. I haven't seen it yet and yeah. I don't want to see it. And, uh, I mean, I do want to <laughs> see, see it. I love, I'm just, I do want to see it. I love that show. I feel really bad that it's leaving. I mean, God, I, I think like she's supposed to be Joan Rivers. I'm not sure. I've heard so many different things. And there are so many different views. You talk to different comics about men. It's not so well received in the comedy community. I'm glad you said that. And I don't like that because I'm in the comedy community. But also, I mean, it's entertainment. It's a show. And, you know, the world, uh, I don't know, they don't need to know how the sausage is made to to a point. You know, I mean, okay, in, in a typical sitcom. You know, uh, Mrs. Maisel goes through her day, and at the end of the day, she's got a perfectly written monologue that's hysterical, that comics, real comics, will take months, if not years, to write, and then perform for the next five years, doing the same bits, put it on an album. Well, this is just the end of Mitch Maisel's day. And, and, and that's okay. And, like, I talk to people, like, I know comics who, like, women who have children, and they, and they nurture them, and they raise them. Not 
not Midge. And Midge, Midge Bezos, stick the kids with uh, with the two and a half mama. And she does such a great job with Jake. I didn't know if I'd want her raising my kids at all. Uh, what's what's her name? Uh, 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 the, Rachel Brosnan. No, not Rachel. Rachel Brosnan is Mrs. Maisel. The mother's name. So she was on Two and a Half Men. Oh, um, I know the name and I can't remember it. Yeah, but she I'm was she class. was Jake's mom in Two and a Half Men, and now she's uh, Mrs. Maisel's mom. And but I, I really I love the way the show is written. I really love the dynamic. But what I love most about it is just that that. Late fifties, early sixties vibe that it has to it, and like the New York scene at that time, and and just the way life was. Yeah, the nostalgia aspect is, yeah. is very very big, and it's big in, for people in the Eastern Seaboard, people from Jersey, people from New York, um, and it's a good point that you made. Um, oh, Marion Hinkle is who you're talking Marian about. Marion Hinkle. Um, right. But Marin Hinkle. Marin Hinkle. Marin Hinkle. So the the aspect of uh, from a stand up comics perspective, and, and this is a well, keep in mind they don't like anything <laughs> unless they're in it. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, you said like you don't know you don't want to actually know how the sausage is made. That's a good point. It's it's something where unless you're Robin Williams, you're not going to come up with a set like. Midge oh, Robin Williams does. stole his set from everybody. Well, I mean, he still was able to come up with stuff on the fly. And that's the whole thing is she takes her day and mm-hmm. then shares it and every joke hits and everything is a, is a winner. But um, if you can look past that, it, it's, it's a great it's show. It's an awesome show. It really is. And and you really only have to be a stand-up comic to look past it. If, if you're not in that world, it doesn't even be kind of become an issue. You know, it, it, it truly is. I mean, uh, what was it like, though, being on the set? Because like when you're when you're doing the ser- your series finale now, you auditioned like seven times to get this. Seven times, and uh, I got close two or three times, and I thought I was going to book it a couple times, but mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Um, and then uh, if something funny happened. This is a little just side story. So last year I was here right. because I was on a show called The League of Their Own. Right. And uh, after, that never took off, right? What happened? And, with well, that? it's coming back for four episodes oh, for good. a second okay. season. I like that. But the thing is, is that it. Uh, I guess you know my, my my agent and I had a misunderstanding. I, saw, I guess the studio gave him a hard time because I mentioned he that, wanted you to wear a dress. He, he did. He wanted you know, to and wear, I'm just not. not okay. I, you, yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I'll do it. It's but, a league uh, of their own, Damien. <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> well, it's that kind of humor that got me in hot water. Right. So uh, my you know my uh, manager said, uh, listen, don't let him. Don't worry about that. I'll get you on. Marvelous Mrs. May. I know people. And I, and I was like, I've been on, I tried seven times. He goes, nah, nah, let me, let me worry about it. So a couple months went by. He got me in on the, my he manager. Was your, he was your Maya, Susie Myerson. Kind of, yeah, yeah. With the, with the two, uh, hoodlums that are running things behind the scenes, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. So he got me, a, an audition and I booked it. And it was the last episode, you know? Wow. So it was the absolute last chance to get on. Um, and I, I wish I could say that it was, everyone was happy and having a great time, but you got to understand, it's like being late to the party. I'm showing up and thinking, "Hey, this is great," and everyone is like, "We're leaving in two days." You know, they're they're talking about you the know boxes where they're, packed, where they're going the on vacation, are what are they going to wear to the cast party? There's some crying. There's there's it's melancholy. I mean, a very professional set, and honestly, um, what a tight knit group of people. Um, it, it was a really, really great experience, and and it must be an absolute milestone for each of those people that got to be on that show every episode, um, all the leads, and uh, and and really just a home run um, by uh, Amy Sherman Palladino, who who created 
the the series. If you talk about it, I'm trying to think of what the elevator pitch would be. Okay, it's 1958, and it's a housewife, and she wants to be a stand-up comic. And you know, no, no, what happened was she was the housewife who brought the brisket so that her husband could be the stand-up. Right, comic. and Joel was terrible, and she turned out being turned out being the funny one. Yeah. And, and, but I love, like, the Lenny Bruce thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, my friend Ronnie Marmo, uh plays Lenny Bruce in a one-man show called uh, I'm Not a Comedian, I'm Lenny Bruce. And he would have made a fantastic Lenny Bruce. Yeah. But, you know, just the idea that the way he works, they work Lenny Bruce in. And then you have, uh, you know, he goes on uh, the, the, the Hugh Hefner Playboy show. I mean, just that whole jazz vibe, that, that pre-Beatle uh, we're not really sure where rock is going now because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's, you know, Buddy Holly's dead and Elvis is in the army and uh, and Chuck Berry's in jail. So we don't know what's going on with rock. You got the Rat Pack trying to peek their head up for a few months. Yeah, you know, it's a I, very transitional so post-war type of environment. Well, not post-war. Post, well, into the 50s. Because it's the 60s. You know, this is like the well, early 60s. Well, 68 is where it actually starts, I think. 1958. He takes it, yeah. But it's like, like well, 50 or uh, 59, mm-hmm. like early 60s. And you know, but you've got that, you know, that vibe and where, you know, and, and it was New York was a really cool place to be at that time. And the way they pull it off and the music that they use and the over the top production. Yeah. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, Damian Muziani is in the series finale of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I want to know from you, are you a Mrs. Maisel fan? But also, uh, what was your favorite television series finale what was the one that you know you thought they really did an excellent job on and i'll give you another one give me a tv show that you really hated to see go because i got a lot of them 1-800-283-101.5 steve trevelis says new jersey 101.5 fast traffic on new jersey 101.5 this summer take a shortcation new jersey 101.5 giving you a free jersey shortcation to the hard rock hotel and casino in atlantic city this is the last week to listen at 9 a.m 2 p.m and 5 p.m for our secret code word enter it on a new jersey 101.5 app to win your jersey shortcation there's three winners every day this week thanks to our sponsor hard rock hotel and casino in atlantic city book your Summer Escape today at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. This is the last week you can win a free shortcation. Good luck from New Jersey. 101.5. Damian Muziani is here. He's in the uh, finale of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, what is I mean, when you audition, yeah. like you, audition, you said you auditioned seven times. Yeah. How does that work? You you keep going back doing the same thing, or you go do audition for different parts, or how does that work? So how it works is each season they roll out a an episode. You know they they try to shoot one episode a week or week and a half. Um, certain roles become available. They become avail. They become listed to uh, agents and managers. And if they represent you and you fit a category, uh, they'll submit your resume, and picture, and and reel. Right. And then if there's interest, they'll call you in for an audition. Now, before the pandemic, you drive to New York and you sit in a room with a bunch of people that look like you and then you, <laughs> and you wait. Um, since then, you, you do what they call a self-tape. Are you nice to each other in that room or is it like, get out of my way? You know, we're all doing the same thing. It's all pretty professional. It's, mm. it's what are you going to do? It's it, The thing is, if, if it was uh, the chance to win a million dollars, then maybe there'd be... Uh, some some fisticuffs going on but th- this is just it's part of the life you know this is what you do you audition 
and they slam the door and you say, okay, see you next time. And then you come back next time and they do it again and you just have to keep keep going with it. So I auditioned for seven different roles over the first four seasons. Okay. And uh, a couple of them, they called me back. A couple others, they, they you get pinned. Now, you might think of that as a prom thing. Okay, yeah, like you're right, going steady. Right, right. Uh, you're pinned, meaning don't do anything next Tuesday because it could be you. But it's usually they, oh, they pin God. two or three people. They're very unfaithful, those producers. So uh, yeah, I, I, I was pinned a couple times. I was pinned but never got in. And then finally, uh, it wasn't my agent. It was my my, my former agent. It was my manager mm-hmm. who then submitted me for this uh, this role in the end. And I got in at the very end. So... It's nice. You know, it's hard. When you're an actor in New York, mm-hmm. and this is a show that has, you know... Everybody wants to get up. Swarthy guys who look like us, rough and tumble, blue-collar guys in the 50s, and the, the, the episodes are loaded with people, New York actors. Yeah. It's, it's a great source of opportunity for the acting community. And uh, not getting on would have... I would have... That would have been extra therapy for me. <laughs> Our uh, weekend guy, Bob O'Brien... Is in Marvelous. He's in the finale of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Really? Yeah. He does. Uh, he does all kinds of stuff. He's in. He got one of the prime roles when you uh, when you turn on Blue Bloods. You know Blue Bloods. When you turn on Blue Bloods, just before uh, the show comes on, they run the promo with Tom Selleck, yeah. and you see all the cops behind him saluting. Right. Bob's right next to him saluting. Okay. Sounds like Bob was an extra. That's yeah. what it sounds. Okay. Is so, it, so you're not an extra. This is this is like you're a step above extra. Well, I'm a speaking part. I'm a co-star. Right. But you're I a mean, co-star. Yeah, that means if you're so I mean I've been so an like extra. You have, is your name in the credits? Yeah, yeah. Damian Moore. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So like you're, but you're a step up. I mean, you're not the extra. You're like you did you start as an extra? Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you work. So what, how, how do you go from being an extra to having the speaking part? The thing is, is uh, the same roles that you go for. It's sort of like you're settling. You go for the role that has a speaking part. It's not available. Hey, but there's extra work available. And and you cut your teeth with that. You you go about doing it. Um, it's You don't make a lot of money as an extra. No. No. Yeah. And you're there all day. And, and you're just... I was an extra for Easy Money, the Rodney Dangerfield movie. <laughs> 1981? 1983. Yeah, okay. I was an extra for the Rodney Dangerfield movie. What I'm, scene were you I'm in? I'm working at YSP at the time. Yeah. So uh, the there was a fight scene, a boxing match. And one of the fighters was from Philly. So I get there, and I'm wearing my YSP Rocks T-shirt. YSP Rocks Philly. Yeah. You. Come on. So my my friend who got me in, this guy apparently uh, got, like, he got a percentage on every extra that he put on the bus and sent up there. Okay. So uh, as it turned out, long story short, I, uh, I'm, I'm on, and I am reaching for a beer with my arm across the face of my friend who got me in. <laughs> but that's what the Turned scene where Joe, right. Joe Pesci gets involved in that scene, right? Joe, that, uh, how Joe many, Pesci many, goes after the boxer or how something. How many calories in a peanut? Yeah. That one, where, they're, you know, he's on the diet, <laughs> right, rather, right? Right, right. Uh, and Miss Liberty, Susie Fortunato, kept getting thrown in my lap. And she was the blonde walking around with the cards, so that was pretty good. Yeah, it sounds like a tough day for you, I Steve. got from 8.30 in the morning. At Filmway Studio, I did it. I DJed a thing at Fairleigh Dickinson the night before, so I was from I was I was uh, in, a, in a college dorm from ten at night, from two o'clock in the morning until uh, we went to the diner in Montclair. Get on the bus at eight thirty. Go to Filmway Studios from eight thirty-five until six thirty-five was the role. And like you said, you wait, you wait, you wait. They they to to make it look like a smoke-filled room. They filled the uh, oil. They burnt oil. 
and put that in the room. <laughs> and I smoked at the time. They would never get away with that now. But. So they, they, they did the burnt oil. And then, uh, long, long, long story short, I got $88 for the day. After taxes, it went down to 71 After the Asian got done, it went down to 54 and that ended my career as an extra. But it was a great story for the rest of your life. It got right now. Someday <laughs> in 2023, I will tell this story. And Joe Pesci and Rodney was in the trailer all day. And uh, when, whenever Rodney came in, when he would come on YSP, we, had a, we were told the studio has to be set at 59 degrees. Rodney hmm. liked it cold. But uh, but yeah, but that that but that was extra. I imagine it's a lot more now. But I got like I had the, I had the union card, mm-hmm. so I got to have the union breakfast of the bacon and eggs and all that instead of the uh, you know the peon breakfast or whatever that hey, was. Hey, it's it's uh, it's a good living. But that's not like what you do. You're called to go in at a specific time, do your thing, and get out. Uh, yeah, you have a call time, but I mean the background people have a call time also. I mean I've I've done background where I was in and out in like an hour too. You know what I mean? You make you make the same amount of money, but it's it's rare and it's it's just rough. It it breaks you down after a while. Um, but for call for co-star roles, it's very swanky. You get yeah. you get a what they call a honey wagon. It's a trailer. Oh yeah, it's small, but it's a trailer. You know, and you get your name on the door, kind of thing. Uh, but you're not hanging out in there partying. You just you got to get changed. You got to sign your contract. You got something to get do. Get hair yeah. and makeup. You got to go to rehearsal. You got to you know. There, there's a lot that you're that you're doing. Um, but it's awesome. It's just it's 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 so validating because you don't get those opportunities unless you are a big time. You know, big time star. Well, one leads to the other and the other. And you got to quite the, now you build a nice resume. Right? I'm, I'm doing Blue okay. Blood, Marvelous I, Mrs. Maisel. I'm, I'm doing fine with my show that I do every week, uh, yeah. Hindsight Tonight. Uh, yeah. Comedy, sport, uh, a comedy kind of news, sardonic updates that I do once a week. Well, um, I'm not, I got to do the news right now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. That's news uh, right there. See that? Now we have, we have, now we have breaking news. It's 9 30. Every 15 minutes. On New Jersey, 101.5, the weather's brought to you by Fantasy Island Amusement Park. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend at Fantasy Island Amusement Park in Beach Haven on Long Beach Island. Outdoor rides, boardwalk games, and the arcade are open this Friday through Monday. Enjoy unlimited rides on Monday for just $30 per rider. For hours and info, visit FantasyIslandLBI.com. Steve Trevelis. Damian Muziani is here. Telly Award winner, Damian Muziani. <laughs> All right, tell me, tell me, tell me about the telly. Or uh, tell me about the tell me. Yeah, the telly awards, they're, they're, um, they're like a, I don't want to say that. They're not as uh, prestigious, I guess, as... <laughs> <laughs> It's a big deal. I don't know. Come on, this is uh, your moment. This is the telly uh, award. You know, it's it's uh, awards designed for uh, people that are in the entertainment business or video production business who uh, aren't necessarily in line to be considered for an Emmy award or some other kind of award. really. And hindsight tonight is my weekly news show that I do, and it's been it's gotten a lot of good press. I did they get got a, a telly award. Well, yeah, well, I got an Emmy nomination also for writing. Right. Uh, but the telly is cool just because it's it's voted on by the public and right. it won best online it's series nice. two years in a row. So it's fun. It keeps me from getting. Got to bring more to this. You got to make you be more happy, you're more confident. You almost you almost like you almost feel like like you're sorry you won the award. Yeah, because it's it's only you know I kind of oh, if really? I, if I was listening to me. 
face. Should I not have asked? No, no, no. You walked in with the, You brought the award. I did. I did. I wanted to show it to you. Most people don't bring awards. Do you take that to the bar? I take it with me everywhere. It's Don Jameson would have his Emmy by the bed. He called it his Mariano Rivera. That was his closer. I mean, really. I knew we'd have something funny to say, so I had to bring it in. So you won the telly for hindsight tonight. Right. And what's hindsight tonight? It's a three-minute comedy news capsule that I produce every Sunday, and I kind of recap a few stories that are current events during the week. And where does Hindsight Tonight air? It's on HindsightTonight.com. HindsightTonight.com. It's on okay. YouTube, and it, okay. it gets streamed. There's a few different uh, streaming companies that are running. Okay. DBTV and Red Coral. I was on DBTV. You were? I couldn't freaking find it. I was on DBTV. <laughs> I, 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 there's, there's a show called Bear All. Uh, okay. And Marianne Costello. Okay. Really nice lady. And she comes to my house and we filmed the thing and it was beautiful, like an hour. And it got picked up for some And she says, you're going to be on DBTV. Oh, great. It's going to be on 2 o'clock in the morning on Friday. Okay, excellent. Okay, it's I called Bear All. It's on 2 o'clock in the morning and it's not on Cinemax? Are you my, what are you, my Johnny Olsen? <laughs> yes, it's called Bear All. Yeah, That's it's called right. Bear All and it's on 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, and it was supposed to be on DBTV. And I couldn't find it to save my life. Oh. But apparently it's out there somewhere. It is. And DBTV is out there somewhere. Uh, and every week on my Facebook page goes the new show. <laughs> <laughs> no idea where it is, but apparently there's an interview with me laying out, laying around out there, and it was really. And she's such a nice lady; it was really well done. Uh, Nectar, or uh, the guy, the guitar player, Richie played with Nectar. Uh, so yeah, so so you're on. So this the three minutes of hindsight mm-hmm. uh, is on DBTV uh, and on YouTube and on Red Coral. Red Coral. It's a it's a streaming is that service. The porn channel or Red? You're talking about Bear All. Well, and you're, you're asking me if, I, if I'm a I porn channel. I don't use it. Red Core. What the hell is that? Red Coral. Oh, Red Coral. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Jason yes. Pollock is here. That's the he's providing the laughter. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be featuring a Catch a Rising Star this right. next week. And he's going to Bear he's All. He's going to Bear All. That's oh, close. Wow. Uh, you're gonna you're you're not going to sell tickets that way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> get refunds that way. So you're going to be a Catch a Rising Star. Yes, June 23rd and 24th. I'll be selling my coloring book. Really? You have a coloring book? I have a coloring book based on an incident that happened to me in the bathroom before a comedy show with a fly. Okay. Let's go to Robert in Tom's <laughs> River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Robert. How are you? All right. Uh, we can't watch uh, the Andy Griffith show anymore because... Uh, they're all dead, except well, for it, it does really <laughs> cut into. Uh, uh, it really takes up a lot of their time. But you know, they Randy Griffith left the Andy Griffith Show. One of the few people to leave the show when it was number one. How about that? And uh, there was a movie before the Andy Griffith Show called No Time for Sergeants. He played Stockdale. And that's, where, uh, that's when Andy. Griffith met Don Knotts, and he made a series out of it. It's very good. I got a movie for you to watch, okay? Andy Griffith movie. You got to see this. It was made in 1957, and it's Andy Griffith, Tony Franciosa, and Patricia Neal. And the name of the movie is called A Face in the Crowd. And it's an incredible movie. It's nothing like the Andy Griffith show. Uh, But basically, Patricia Neal plays a radio host who does her show live from a prison. And uh-huh. in the prison, she runs into Andy Griffith, who's a prisoner. And he sounds so good on the radio 
that uh, the station owner, played by Walter Matthau, gives him a job on the radio. Uh-huh. And everything right. goes great until it doesn't. Uh, right. You got to check. Ilya Kazan, I think Ilya Kazan directed it. It's a very right. good uh, movie. Well, I like the Andy Griffiths here. That's good. All right. Yeah. You know, Henry Winkle is coming on next week from uh, Happy Days. Okay. And Barry. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, he and, might be known uh, more for Barry now. Oh, ba- oh, Barry! I thought you meant Barry Winkler. Oh, yeah, Barrel Barrel Winkler. Barrel Barrel Winkler. Hi, Robert. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Danny Griffith, Matlock is coming back with Kathy Bates. How the hell are they? Why did they need to do that? Why? Why can't they just give? Same thing when they did Hawaii Five O. The show was great. They didn't need to like milk off the old one. Like why? Why not Kathy? Why can't Kathy Bates just be somebody else? Why has she got to be Matlock? Did you notice in the trailer she even says yes, Matlock liked the TV show. I mean, they could have just. But he's not. But she'll said, never another... be Matlock. She'll never be. And you know, it's funny because Andy Griffith's one of the few guys who created two iconic roles, like Jack Klugman. You yeah, know, there crazy, are very few people. Yeah. You know what? Let's do that. One eight two eight three one one point five. Give me some TV stars who did more than one iconic role or movie stars. But yeah, but if you do that, like, and then to, to have it just, you know, someone else is going to come and take it. That's as bad as uh, Cedric the Entertainer taking Ralph Cramden. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I would go so far as to I would go so far as to quote Jack Klugman if I could just find the damn thing. Oh, somebody took out my Aristophanes. How dare they? All right. Well, they'll be right back. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. This Memorial Day weekend, New Jersey 101.5 is throwing it back with the hottest summer hits of the 80s. Starting tomorrow night, it's all 80s hits back-to-back all weekend long. Thanks to our sponsor, Parks Casino, with the closest live table games. Exit 6 off the New Jersey Turnpike. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER this Memorial Day weekend. The hottest summer hits of the 80s are on New Jersey 101.5. Where you can find Damian Muzian yeah. and Jason Pollock. Woo. Hey, you and, mentioned casinos. Uh, I'm not to, not to interrupt, but you mentioned casinos, and I gotta say hi to the guys playing cards about the hops brewing in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. It's poker night. It's poker night in New Jersey, and you are out of the game. Yeah, I couldn't. And make they it cannot tonight. take your money. Not tonight. And they are pissed at you. They, Everybody is. They want your money. This is Damian Muziani. You know, like we talk about, I'm trying to get people like TV stars who have created more than one role. And Damian Muziani, he created the role of the guy in Blue Bloods in the finale. And he created the role of the cop in Mrs. Maisel. In <laughs> I the did finale. no such things. You, you are. I did you are not here. create are, those roles. Well, I auditioned for the them, existing but characters. You, may, you brought them to you, life. Yes. Yeah, let's talk life. to John in Union. We'll call okay. him Union John. Hi, John. John, you there? Boss, how you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How are you? So I'm going to say Ed O'Neill. Oh, that's a good one. Married with children, modern family. He is one of the luckiest men on the planet. He had two of the hottest television wives in history. <laughs> sure did. Uh, AD had two of the hottest television wives in his. You know what? And Major Nelson is jealous of him. Right. <laughs> I think I think Major I think that was why like you know Larry Hagman lived to be eighty one. That was God's way of being nice to him for never putting his hands on Jeannie as she's <laughs> she's dancing in front of him in a harem costume, calling him master, and he's like, "Oh no, Jeannie, we can't do that." I think God said, "We're going to reward you. You get to live to be eighty one." But that's another good character because he came he was, with Dallas. He was uh, it, there. You go, Major Nelson and Jr. 
John, good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Andrew. I must be in the front row. You are, Andrew. What's going on? Can I finally tell you my Newark Airport joke? No, no, no jokes. Just tell me. Can come on, work on the topic, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew, he's like the Lucy Ricardo of listeners. He wants to be a comedian so bad. He wants to be on the show. Yeah. I want to be in the show. Ricky, I want to be in the show. Come on, Ricky. All right. What do you got? I wouldn't think you would think of this, uh, but your mind is great as mine. Uh-huh. Uh, Ted Danson. Okay. Sam and she and cheers. Right. And he played, I think he played a doctor on Becker. He played, oh man, Becker, you ever watch Becker? Weekend. I remember Becker. Becker was a great show. I like Becker. Didn't you like Becker? Did you like Becker, Andrew? Yeah. You guys have a great weekend. You too, my friend. You know what? I mean, Becker was a cool show. He played a New York doctor, but he didn't, wasn't that like a doctor like you would expect, like a rich doctor? He was a neighborhood doctor. Steve, your knowledge of pop culture, I don't know how you have the time to stay <laughs> up on everything. I have no life. <laughs> this but, is coming from a man who sells coloring books. But you know what? <laughs> the thing with Ted Danson was that, and he's also in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. But the thing with Ted Danson, the, the move for Ted Danson is put him back in the bar. Forget about this mess to mayor, all this other horse crap. Put him back in the bar. You bring back Cheers. You have Sam Malone. You have uh, Carla. You have Cliff and Norm at the bar. And then what do you do? You go hire like a hot bartender. You go hire a couple of hot servers. And now you got the kids roped in. And it becomes like, uh, it becomes the, the, the drinking man's Cobra Kai. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Right? Think about it. Yeah. it, it, it you could do There's it. an elevator pitch in there. Somewhere. You heard it here first on Steve Trevelisse's show. Let's see what's going to happen now. And more money than somebody else will make. <laughs> well, that's your dime. <laughs> All right, come on. Uh, give me actors who have created more than one oh, successful John role. John Corbett in, uh, you know, Northern Exposure. He was the DJ. Yeah. Then Sex in the City. He was the, uh, the heartthrob. There you go. Jack Klugman. Aristophanes. <laughs> Ridiculous. I want actors or actresses, of course, who have created. Now, no more actresses. Everybody's an actor. So uh, actors who have created more than one successful either movie or television role. The the legend, Mr. Don Knotts himself. Oh, yeah. That's very good. Mr. Uh, Mr. Furley and uh, and uh, Barney, of course. There are so many. There are really so many when you think of it. You know, uh, Dick Van Dyke. He was yeah, Rob Petrie and he was Dr. Mark Sloan on Diagnosis Murder. Diagnosis Remember Murder. Remember that? I couldn't think and, of and, that and, he, and, and same with Andy Griffith. That whole Richard O'Link thing uh, who created Columbo and uh, Sheldon Leonard who did, uh, you know, the Andy Griffith show. And, uh, you know, they, they Dick Van Dyke. You know, uh, oh, I got a great one. Good, Buddy Ebsen. Yeah, the Beverly Hillbillies and uh, Matlock. Right? No, no, no. no. Uh, Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. Sorry, because you would see, you would see seventy-five-year-old Barnaby Jones in that show chase down a twenty-year-old kid and beat the crap out of him. Only in seventies detective shows could you. So Buddy do that. Ebsen was Davy Crockett. There you go. There's number three. Jominsky and Doyle. Got a smartphone four years ago. Best thing ever. Because now I got the 1015 app and I can listen to Jominsky and Doyle whenever I want. <laughs> Can't get down a flip phone. Weekday afternoons, 2 till 7 on New Jersey 101.5 and NJ1015.com. Do you have the time? 
Well, somebody's got it. Which is what we do. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Talking about uh, TV actors who have created more than one role. Like like Damian Musiani, yeah, who was the, uh, <laughs> the 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 cop in the in the series finale of Blue Bloods. He got to escort Donnie Wahlberg to the uh, Wahlberg to the dead body in the season finale, and then he did that so well that Miss Maisel said, "You know, you got to be in the series finale playing <laughs> a cop," and uh, he is. And the show dropped tonight. It's uncanny how you are able to to nail that timeline so perfectly. That's you exactly like that, what I, happened. Yeah, it worked out well. And not only that, the league. Now, what did you do in the league? Uh, I was a, I was a waiter. I, I was a, a restaurant restaurant owner who waited his own tables. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've all been there. Absolutely. All right. Jason used to wait the tables at Sarcasm Comedy Club in Cherry Hill, and he's going to be working that angle to perform at Catch a Rising Star, June twenty third and twenty fourth. Catch a Rising Star dot com. You see the headline didn't even get on the radio. You got on the radio. You got to tell people that. All right. What is now? Now we had uh, so far. We're looking for people who have created more than one iconic television role. Uh, Deb is in Lebanon, New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Hey, Deb. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? Great. Um, so I got one. Go ahead. Two diametrically opposed characters: Archie Bunker and Chief Bill Gillespie. You know what? Carol O'Connor was an amazing actor. Such a lovable, lovable man. Yeah. I know. He really was in real life. Yeah. Did you ever see... That's always blowing me away. Did you ever see the episode, the the Donnie and Marie show, when Carol O'Connor got back together with uh, Gene Stapleton? No. Oh, it was great. It was great. So much, you know, like, they they wanted Edith to do a death Uh scene. And she refused to do it. So uh-huh. they were phasing her out. And uh, uh, Norman Lear wanted her to do the death scene. And Stapleton, you know, kept standing her ground saying she wouldn't do it. And at one point, she got right. to the point where she actually thought she hurt Norman Lear's feelings. And she said really? to him, it's only a character. And Norman Lear's <laughs> response was, not to me, it isn't. So wow! Wait, didn't Archie Bunker shake her in that scene though? Like you saw that she was—he couldn't wake her up. No, what happened was the scene was he plays the scene with a slipper, and what happened was in this—he's—he's they what they have done is they moved the show. They call it Archie Bunker's place right. now. So they moved the show, and he's living with that girl Daniela. Yep. So he refuses to go to the cemetery. And all the neighborhood have gone into his house and they removed everything of Edith's. So they didn't have to see it Uh when he went home. He goes in and under the bed is a pink slipper. And if you go on YouTube and you pull that scene up and Carol O'Connor plays the death scene with the slipper. And he says, I tried to wake you up, Edith. I told you to fix my breakfast and you weren't there. And and he loses it. Deb, do yourself a favor. It'll oh break your heart. I, I got to see that, yeah. Yeah, he does the whole scene, you know, and then at the end, uh, the little girl comes in. And Remember her name? Danielle. Danielle. And Danielle Brisbane, I think it was. And she says, uh, let's go to the cemetery. And he says, okay. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. 
I'm going to cry my eyes out. Here come the waterworks. Do yourself a favor. Stifle yourself, Dad. Stifle yourself. Go on YouTube. And, uh, and and do yourself a favor. And Jean Stapleton, now here's the other thing. So now she's on Donnie and Marie. And yeah, I they, gotta see that too. They yeah. say to her, can you do eat it, do the voice? And she says, no. I have not done the voice no. since I left the show, and I will not do the voice. And uh, really? she goes, she goes, why don't you do the voice? She goes, first of all, you gotta pay me a lot of money. And Donnie's like, I got $20. No, a lot more than that. But she refused to do the voice. He did the voice. Mm-hmm. She, she refused to do. She refused to do the voice. But Deb, wow, yeah, you, you're you're gonna love it. Do yourself a favor. Uh, let's go to uh, Adriana's in Camden, Mrs. We're Mrs. Mazel. Now we got Mrs. Muziani. What's up, Adriana? Hi, Steve. Hi, hon. Why are you in Camden? I, I don't understand. Yeah, this. I was wondering about that myself. I mean, it's you're not in Camden. Are you? the Muzianis or what? I told him Camden County. Oh, okay. Camden County. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't want, God, we know where you live. I mean, uh, uh, so, uh, so, so give me your people. So I have two. I have to throw one in for the ladies and say Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, that's good. That's good. Laura Petrie and, uh, of course, Mary Richards. And people, yeah. they had to change that show because they didn't want people to think she divorced Rob Petrie. Right, right. Right. Yeah, that's a and, good and, one. Um, my second one, of course, is Brian Cranston, who was the dad on Malcolm in the Middle and then Breaking Bad. And don't forget and the neighbor on King of Queens. The dentist. The dentist? In, Wally, in, in Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. In Seinfeld, yeah. Man, he, uh, he in Malcolm in the Middle, I watched that with my kids all the time. They're 16 now. Oh, my God. You, you, talk, you talk about what a great actor. Because as serious as he was, as Walter White is as funny as he is yeah. as Malcolm's dad. I, I got to tell you this, Steve. My wife. This is my wife, by the way, on the phone. That's why I said Mrs. Muziani. Okay. Well, it could have been my mom. I didn't know. think it was the call. Hey, mom. Um, Adriana <laughs> acted with Brian Cranston. You acted with Brian Cranston? Oh no, I didn't. Yes, I you, did. Yes, you, you, did. You, you No, you guys were talking about extra. Stuff, uh, extra work previously in this show, and that's what I did. I did. She, you were an extra? Work. She was in yeah. the movie The Upside with oh, yeah? Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston. There's a scene where she walks side by side with them for like 10 seconds. What about that? Yeah. yeah. Did he put his hands where he shouldn't have? <laughs> no, he was actually very nice to me, very respectful. Unlike your husband. I was going to say, <laughs> that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> right, I love I love that his first question is, why are you in Camden? Yeah, really. <laughs> All right, Adriana, good talking to you again. Keep in touch. See you soon. Hi, Adriana. Oh, I Love you. Let's go to Steve is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Hey, Steve. How are you tonight? Good. How about you? Good, buddy. I was thinking Jack Klugman. He was yeah. Quincy and Oscar Madison. You know what? He was Quincy and Oscar Madison. And uh, there were so many roles, like Twilight Zone episodes that he was in, um, yeah. Requiem for a Heavyweight. What was the other one? Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. Oh, my God. My what a great movie that was. And not only that, you go and you look at, like, um, uh, like The Fugitive, all those TV shows. He had multiple roles in The Fugitive. Like, yeah, he was. And, and but what I loved about Klugman, it's a shame because... Uh, he lost it. I loved his voice. Couldn't you imagine Jack Klugman replacing John Facenda on NFL films? The frozen tundra. Yeah. He, Oscar Madison, as, the, you know, doing, you know, that voice. And I almost got remember, to meet him. Do you remember his wife on The Odd Couple? Ended Brett up Summers. Real life. 
Yes, his real life wife. And she was on the match Blanche. game. Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> she was on the match game. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, Steve, good stuff. I uh uh I interviewed Tony Randall okay. in nineteen ninety four. I went YSB. Tony Randall and Jack Klugman are touring the odd couple. And because Klugman had the operation. And at that point, he said that, uh, you know, he Tony Randall stopped what he was doing to go and bring nurse Jack Klugman back to health. Stayed with him, brought him back. And Klugman, to repay him, said, you know, Tony had this thing, the actor's studio, the actor's, some kind of actor's club that, you know, the starving actor's thing. And Klugman said, I'm going to pay you back. We're going to tour the art couple. I'm going to take all my money, give it to you, and you're going to take care of this. And they did it. So here we are. Now, I get now, my roommate was a guy named Ira Raff at the time. It was like, we were like the odd couple. And we loved the show. And during the interview, Randall says, are you coming to the show? And I said, yeah. He goes, come backstage and say hi. So now, we go. And we're sitting at the Schubert Theater. I'm talking like this. Uh, after the show, I'm thinking, I got to be on the radio at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, my my idea of backstage is when you went backstage to Iron Maiden and, you know, and it's one thirty in the morning and they're not out yet, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So the idea that I'm not waiting all night for Jack Clark, I'm not waiting, I'm going home. I got to get some sleep. So we go home. Halfway up to 90, I'm like, moron, they're 75 years old. They're probably in bed by now. I should have went. And my biggest regret was not going backstage to meet and get the picture with Jack Klugman yeah. and Tony Randall. That would have been beautiful. His fast traffic. Here's he, 101.5, Steve Trevelis with uh, Damian Muziani, who's in uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and The Blue Bloods, and The League of Their Own, <laughs> and Jason Pollock, who's uh, going to be a Catch a Rising Star the, um, the weekend of June 23rd and 24th. He also performs weddings when he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> he uh, married Justin Gonzalez. He didn't marry him. Well, no, no, no. He, he didn't yeah, the ceremony. That. Yeah. He performed the ceremony. And uh, we're talking about uh, actors who have created more than one successful television role. What do you got for me? 1-800-283-101.5. Let's get Terry into Egypt. Hi, Terry. Hi, how you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? Terry? I'm great, thank you. Finally on my way home from work. <laughs> finally, finally, Terry. <laughs> Jeez. All right, who you got for me? So my thought was Sally Fields. Sally Field is a good one, right? She was Gidget. Yeah, I, my cat, Gidget. She was Sister Patrill. The Flying Nun. The right. Flying Nun, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, remember that Carlos Ramirez? And then she was in Not Without My Daughter. I mean, look at the difference between Flying Nun or Sybil and then Not Without My Daughter. I mean, she really, she was all over the gamut with the roles that she played. It was amazing. She just she did a Philly show. That Dispatches show from Elsewhere. Dispatches from Elsewhere, shot in Philadelphia, came out really? two or three years ago. Oh, really? Do you remember... Uh, Bandit? <laughs> do you remember Norma Ray? I do. Union, Union. She was Norma, she was Norma Ray. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the acceptance speech, you like me, you really like me. Oh, my God, I was just listening to Sally Field. She, that was for uh, Places right. in the Heart, she said that. And she was in uh, with Scott. Burt Reynolds, right? She was doing the Smokey yeah, and the, the Bandit. Bandit. Yeah. yeah. Steel Magnolias, Forrest Gump. She was in a lot. Soap Dish, a great Soap movie, dish. underrated. Yeah. 80 for Brady. 
Really? 80, <laughs> she's in 80 for Brady? Yes. Is she really? Poor thing. Oh, yes. my God. All right. Look at you. Very good stuff. Holly is in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Holly. How are you? Hey, First Holly. Oh, welcome, Hi, Holly. Holly. So glad you're here. To you, yeah. I was thinking of Allison Janney. Uh, she was in West Wing a long time ago. I'm dating myself. I remember that. And also, the sitcom Mom. She was Mom, which is freaking hilarious. I know Chuck Lorre did that. And that I, was like the, that was like the female two and a half men. I would oh also cast so her as good. a giraffe. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. long neck. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's really she can do any kind of role. So I thought of her. I like that. That's a good. That's a good get. That's a good get. And I didn't watch the West Wing, but Mom is hysterical. I didn't either. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Mom's great. I'm a I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I found that show absolutely hilarious. Are you really? Well, good luck. Good luck. One day at a time. And thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How about that? That is that is the Chuck Lorre shows like Two and a Half Men or anything that he touched. Charlie Sheen wants to do Two and a Half Men again. He wants to bring it back. Nobody else wants to work with him again, but he wants to bring it back. And say what you will about Charlie Sheen, the man is sitcom gold. And when he does, when he does a sitcom, you know, he walked away. All right, fine, screw you. I'll go do my own sitcom. He does anger management for yeah. 100 episodes and says, "Good, now I prove my point. I'm done." Walked away. What was that? that? Did he do Spin City or something? He replaced Michael J. Fox yeah. in yeah, Spin yeah, City. Yeah, that's right. When Michael J. couldn't work anymore, he replaced him. Michael J. Fox is now going to be at the Philadelphia Fan Fest at the Convention Center, I think, next weekend. Uh, He's doing the convention circuit. Wow. Him with the whole, with Christopher Lloyd and uh, the Back to the Future crew. You might as well say Spin City and Family Ties for Michael J. Fox. There you go. There you go. Spin City and Family Ties. There are so many that when you really think about it, that, you know, created more than one iconic role. And... Yeah, and it's not, you know, like they're handed the role. They're the ones that make it happen. You know, uh, you got any? You're, you know, you're breaking the, uh, oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus did, uh, Elaine. Veep. Veep. You know, it's funny. Those guys never really, here we go, here we go, here we go. I got 35 of them here. Right, we got Brian Cranston. We got Jack Klugman. The Seinfeld guys don't really do well with the second show. They've all tried. Bob, right? right. Bob, uh, Michael J. Fox. We got Michael Landon. He created three. Oh, yeah, Bengals. Little House. Just uh, uh, what was it? he was Little House. Evans. He was Charlie Ingalls, and he was uh, Heaven Can Wait. Not Heaven Can Wait. That's what uh, I keep thinking. Um, the Angel. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but that Ed O'Neill we got, Buddy Epson we got, Stallone, Brian Cranston, Charlie Sheen. Stallone, what, yeah, what TV shows he did he do? TV. Don Johnson, Dick Van Dyke, Tom Selleck, Magnum and Blue Bloods, uh, Ted Knight, Ted Baxter and Henry Rush, mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Stiller, Frank Costanza, Arthur Spooner, that's a good one. Uh, la, 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 la. what else we got here? Jim Garner, Brett Maverick, Jim Rockford. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson, I don't know, Fred Gwynn, right? He was... Car 54, uh, where are you? And he was oh, Francis really? Muldoon yeah. from Car 54, right? And he was uh, Herman Munster, right? Uh, Don Knotts we got. Uh, good ones. Michael Emerson. He was in Michael Person Emerson. of Interest and Lost. I, I can't picture him. I know the name. Google him. You'll know as soon as you see him. You'll know who he is. Give me an actor who's created more than one role. 
television. Oh, for TV, the yeah. one that came to my mind was uh, Michael J. Fox. Right. right. Family Ties and Spin City. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and he couldn't, he couldn't work anymore, but yet he's been working constantly, like yeah. forever, right? Yeah. He recently retired, I think. There's a new documentary coming out on his process, and oh, the, really? yeah, it's fascinating. I saw a trailer; it looks great. He, he yeah, cannot be a fan of Michael J. Fox. Yeah, it's impossible. How can you be a Michael J. Fox hater? I think it's impossible. It's ten thirty. The the weather is brought to you by Fantasy Island Amusement Park. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend at Fantasy Island Amusement Park in Beach Haven and Long Beach Island. Outdoor rides, boardwalk games, the arcade is open this Monday, this Friday through Monday. Enjoy unlimited rides on Monday for just $30 per rider. For hours and info, visit FantasyIslandLBI.com. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Damien Muziani is in the, he's, uh, in the Mrs. Maisel series finale. And, uh, Jason's gonna be at Catch a Rising Star, uh, the 23rd and the 24th. And, uh, we were talking about, uh, famous actors who have created more than one role. And Linda is on. Hi, Linda. Hi there. I, I tuned in late. Did anyone mention Ron, Ho- Ron Howard? You did. That's a good one. I know he was in Andy Griffith. Was he in The Rifleman also? No, 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 no. That was Mark somebody. He was in Happy Days as Richie Cunningham. And he was also in The Smith Family. The Smith Family? There was a show that ran about a year or two called The Smith Family with Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda played a detective and Ron Howard played the son well, I missed that one altogether. That was that was a year before because he leaves Andy Griffith in '68, yeah. and then he gets in this. Uh, the, the opening was the song Primrose Lane, and it was the Smith family, and he played the son. And then in 1974, because he had done in 1973, he does the movie American Graffiti, and he gets cast as Richie Cunningham in Happy Days, which started in 1974. Wow, yeah. That was cool, yes. Yeah, and he was, Smith Family, I think it was 1972, if I'm not mistaken. 71, 72. Wonder if Netflix right? has that one uh, on, on tap. Yeah, that's a good one. So he was he was Opie and he was Richie. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Am I right? Uh, Smith Family was 1968. 68? Yeah. He also directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He's directed a lot of movies here. I did not know. Oh, he, oh, he directed Splash. He became a director, right? Yeah. How the, Grinch. the greatest movies ever he directed. The 2005 Cinderella Man, 2006 uh-huh. The Da Vinci Code. Frost Nixon. Two, 2018 Solo, A Star Wars Story. Mm-hmm. That realize. was him? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's damn good. Are you ready? I think so. Well, if you're ready, I'm ready. So... I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. All right. Memorial Day mind-blowing news. What do we got? All right. A road rage argument has led to 12 tickets for a driver in Brick, New Jersey. What the hell did he do? So, um, Jonathan uh, Weydig, that's W-E-Y-Dig, of Point Pleasant, was stopped in a lane on Route uh, 88 
uh, on May 12th while blocking traffic while arguing with another driver, according to the police. Uh, the officers told him that he should get back into his car and pull over to a safer spot. And uh, instead, he took off um, and was later taken into custody. And Wait a minute. The cops said he was arguing with the cop? He was arguing with the bi- with someone else. He was arguing with somebody else. Yeah, who was in another car. So the guy says pull over into a safer spot. Yeah, so the cops, they come over to the scene that this guy's having. They say, you guys are in a spot. You're blocking traffic. Pull over to a different spot. And he leaves. And instead of pulling well, over, he's so pissed wrong? off, he leaves. But why was that bad? The cops didn't arrest him. They just said, get out of here. Well, he, he, I guess they still wanted him for more questioning. I suppose there was a more circumstances Don't you have surrounding. to hold him for that? Don't you have to, like, you know, arrest him or try? Can you? I don't understand what he did wrong. I guess that was part of it. They wanted him. I guess his car was in such a spot that where if they were to continue, you know. No, I get doing, that. Yeah. But if the, if the thing is, pull, get out of here, you know, you're, this is, this is unsafe, pull over. But he hasn't done anything wrong. Well, no, so he's already pulled over. Oh, the cop pulled him over. No, he, so this, Okay, so uh, Jonathan is already parked on the side of uh, Route he's, 88. Right. He was stopped in a, in a lane, arguing with another driver. He's out of the car in the lane he's arguing. In the lane he's arguing. The cop, cop says, pull up. move over. Yeah, he said, move over. You guys are, are having this argument in the lane. We got to, like, figure out what's going on here somewhere else. And instead, he takes off. So I don't, I don't, maybe they got into like, I don't know what the cop, I I don't understand why that would be a problem. If anything, I'm not going to argue anymore and just leave. (laughs) Right. I mean, unless the guy committed a crime. I suppose maybe he was on end for questioning. And he gave him 12 tickets. Well, so he was charged with eluding officers, obstruction, hindering apprehension, in addition to the vehicle summonses. Um, and he also had six outstanding well, warrants as well. What a vehicle summons. I don't even know he what that is. six outstanding warrants? <laughs> I think that's like, that's, for me, I think that's like the main part that really ties us all together is that Maybe he that's has why he left. six warrants. Yeah, that's why he left. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you see, but in a situation like that, the move is to not argue in the first place. The move at that point is whatever you say, you're absolutely right. I didn't see it your way. Go. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. Bye. Shields your face the whole time. Why yes, would you, yeah. Why would you be that stupid? <laughs> I then think, it's, yeah, it's New Jersey. We, you know, we, we have to try. Um, HGTV lists Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch house in California for five and a half million dollars. Really? Yeah. The Brady Bunch house. Um, that house was used in so many sets. How many? Like the, uh, it was on Mannix. Uh, like, because, because what they would do in those days, like, you know, wh- whoever, however many shows were shot on the lot, all, all the sets were used for different shows. Yeah. So TV Land used to run this thing where they'd show you like, you know, during the commercials, they run these promos going, here's the Brady Bunch house. And now <laughs> it's being used for a party on the show Mannix. And you see Mike Connors running around with his, you know, drinks and all that stuff. But the, the Danny Bonaduce, tells a story uh, of when he was with the Partridge family and Shirley Jones got mad at him. <laughs> And Shirley Jones, not Shirley Partridge, Shirley Jones, tells Danny Bonaducci, not Danny Partridge, go to your room. And Danny Bonaducci is little 12 years old. Uh So he obeys and he goes up the stairs of the TV house to his room. (laughs) And he gets to the top of the stairs and then realizes there is no room. It's a TV set. (laughs) It's, it's It's a set. 
<laughs> just goes up to the side. I was like, wait a minute. So the Brady Bunch house sold for five? Yeah, for five and a half million dollars. And it's a very nice house, I have to say. I think my only complaint is that it still no has... toilets? <laughs> well, maybe no toilets. But uh, in true 1970s fashion, everything is carpet. Everything, including the dining area. It's all carpet. And I, Shag I don't think, carpet? I uh, probably shag carpet, and uh, judging by these pictures, I can't tell. It's possible the kitchen's carpeted too. Like, oh, gosh. have you ever been to Graceland? I don't think so. You know what Graceland is, right? What if I said no? I'll tell you when it sends. Fifteen minutes on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Steve Trevelisse. Memorial Day weekend is about five minutes away for me, and uh, hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. You deserve it. Meanwhile, we still got a few more of the headlines and treadlines before you go uh, with uh, Ryan Bissell. Absolutely. So, You're so about- I, I was about to tell you, yes. Yeah. Graceland was uh, where Elvis lived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah now I know. Now Paul I recall. Simon sang about it in 1986 with a very successful album. <laughs> uh, Graceland. But when you go to Graceland, you're thinking it's this palatial estate. Yeah. It's not. You, uh-huh. you, where's Graceland? When you go down, uh, go down the main street, make a right by the Dodge dealer, go up the hill, there's Graceland. <laughs> and it was 70s. So, like, Elvis's media room was, uh, like a shelf with three colored TVs. Okay, that's that was kind of cool. That was the media room. And the old fashioned 70s, where you get up and change the channel with colored TVs. Uh-huh. Three of those. Uh, <laughs> but it was very shag carpet. It was very, it was, it was like decorated in 1970, the 1970s ish. See, I like that design paneling a lot. on the walls and all that. Oh, I love that. I, I've I've talked about it before um, yeah. uh, in hot hot topic debates with uh, my girlfriend uh, about like layout and design and stuff and and that kind of thing. And I love that 1970s design. It was of, cool of like uh, the 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 rough textured furniture that uh-huh. like it's nice to look at, but maybe not nice to sit on. And no, oh, I want the nice shape. stuff to sit on, right? Leather. You know, yeah. good. but the paneling and the drop ceilings. Yeah. I, and uh, you put the spackle and then you put the rocks on the spackle. Oh, exactly. The, all the brown glassware. The, uh, the the fake styrofoam beams that went down the ceiling to make it look like uh, it was something and it wasn't. Exactly. Yeah, I love all that. Days. Yeah. All right, so what else we got? <laughs> so a, a uh, here it is. Um, a Billy Joel song was used as an arson soundtrack. Uh, the song We Didn't Start the Fire was blasting from inside a Minnesota building that was set ablaze by its landlord. Get out. Yep. So uh, investigators uh, say that uh, Travis uh, Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, he burned a duplex last Thursday morning using gasoline from his car. Um, and he's being held on. That was him denying it? Well, we didn't stop the <laughs> he's trying to lead police off the chase. Got to confuse him. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so uh, people were still inside the house um, and they say that uh, they were awoken by the sounds of him smashing windows and glass and breaking things. And uh, all the while, they saw him wearing a helmet and uh, dumping gasoline in and around and fireballs coming out of the house. Then he did start the fire. He, did, he very much he did, did start, start the fire. The fire. <laughs> uh, and it, is, it was burning for a while. Okay. Uh, but n- nobody was hurt. Uh, he, he was uh, detained. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, a bear steals 60 cupcakes from a Connecticut bakery. Um, he broke into the... Who's going to tell him? Who's going to arrest him? <laughs> yeah, who's going to get him? Um, so he uh, broke into a bakery in Avon on Wednesday morning. And, uh, 
which is uh, West Main Street. So he was in kind of like a local in his area. Picnic basket. <laughs> yeah, he came by with a picnic basket on a bike. Picnic basket. Yeah. You know where that came from, right? That's uh, Yogi Bear. There you go. Just checking. I I had to ask: Is Yogi Bear and Yogi Bear was that was that a, like Yogi Bear make, was uh, a was a cartoon character? Yes, and Yogi Bear Yogi, was a baseball player. Oh, okay, just making sure. No, you no, know, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, was neither the of them went to Graceland. <laughs> was the character like named after the baseball no. player? Okay. Oh, okay. That solves that that, that mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the bear broke into the kitchen and ate 60 cupcakes. I don't know what I would do if I ever found a bear in my kitchen. Uh, the beer industry... I'd it, offer to split the cupcakes. <laughs> You're going to eat all of those? You're going to finish that? He looks pretty hungry. Even the bears kind of look embarrassed. <laughs> all right, you can have one. Sixties a lot. Yeah. Uh, the beer industry is in shock that Bud Light uh, backlash is continuing, and they're kind of worried about their Good. own... Uh, supply shortages. The beer industry? Yeah. So what, what do you mean? Like, there's not enough beer going around? Well, so with um, Memorial Day coming up, which is right. a big drinking holiday, uh, beer companies that have been picking up the slack because no one's buying Bud Light that much anymore, um, they're worried that they don't have enough product. Oh, because so many of the Bud Light people are coming to them. Yeah. What you got to do if you Bud Light is you just got to change a can. What would you change to? Just come out with a new name. And just change the can. Just it's time for a full on rebrand. No more Bud Light. Whatever it is. No, I mean, well, the thing with the Bud Light, you gotta, you know, you you can't BS people when they see the commercial with the American flag and uh, (laughs) everybody's drinking the beer. You know, you might as well cut a commercial. We're sorry, (laughs) we got snagged, (laughs) so we're trying this. Please buy our beer. So transparent. Uh, If anything, uh, what they could do is just go on like. Really, they, they had the beer anyway. Mm-hmm. Go to the NBA Finals and just give everybody beer. Give it away. Just go start doing a bunch of like high-profile events where they give away the beer as we're apologizing. That could be their campaign. That's our, we, we're sorry. You know, we're sorry. Or wherever, you know, if you want to do it, but do it that way. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, I'll come up with more ideas over the weekend that I will not profit from. But but light by Anheuser Anheuser Bushwood. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, great job by you. Have a good weekend. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.